Ciao Juventini, welcome back to the All Juve Cast channel, where of course it's All Juve all the time. And uh, yeah, you don't need to adjust anything. These babies are real. They're great. Oh, yeah. We're not you're not traveling back in time, all right. No, it's Movember. <laughs> we let it be known, okay. We're trying to raise a goal of 2K. I posted on my Twitter, everyone that's following me, even following us on the main. There are links and tweets there. We will put them out again today. Please help us try and donate as we raise awareness for men's health. Luca. Yo. What's going on, man? Hey, what happened? You're leaving us high and dry. It's it, it's a different it's a different progress, guys. I got, I'm starting from scratch. They are starting with a head start. They you look have great. Any fertilizer in uh, Laval, or what's going on? Listen, I'm taking all the, I'm taking all the the growth hormones that I need. It's gonna take a, a minute. <laughs> all that matters is that there's gonna be something here, and unlike Lucci, something actually is able to grow. So fair enough. I pride in that. I'm always up for starting a show with a little ribbon on Lucci. That's good. Yeah, why okay. not? Let's take it to the crimson chin. Now let's get uh, say a hello to everybody that's joining us right out of the gate. Uh, Michael Razo saying Forza Juve. Happy the young players did well. So happy to see Chiesa on the pitch. A happy I'm not crying. for Juventini. I wasn't Sadly crying. You lost, were crying. But the I, team I, I showed crying. Grinta and Hart Fino Alafina. That is pretty much going to be, I think the general yeah. mood and feeling around this particular discussion today so great great stuff alex p ciao duty bob yogasel as always ciao and forza juve ciao bobby and swarit coming in saying so excited to see king kiesa back after 297 days very impressive outing from our main man a blatant penalty denied on kiesa Excellent display from the boys in Kiesa will be vital. Fantastic stuff. And, I mean, that is definitely going to set the tone for the discussions today. And before we get into those discussions, as always, reminder to everyone that's tuning in on your audio outlets, get over to the YouTube channel. Okay, subscribe. We're pretty much there at 3K, okay? Less than 40. Let's hit it and get on to 4K, all right? And uh, as for the giveaway, we have... Uh, participants selected that will be uh, contacted today for some trivia that's going to take place on the weekend to try and give away that del piero kit all right now now all right one last little uh tidbit there is a deal okay and i believe it's 20 percent off the online Luca. store for any of the merch so if you've been oh. looking at any of the merch with your eyes on it now's the time i believe it's on until the weekend all right so there you have <laughs> it now we can get to the stuff and yes we're having some fun with november and so our, our uh, uh, I, I, I was trying to put my finger out all morning I'm like, i look like somebody it's a musketeer I that is awesome <laughs> <laughs> I, I see it oh. clearly now. It's a musketeer. That's Look at Delhi, man of the match from Suarez already getting into man of the match. Talk. We're going to get in Take there. We are going to get in there. Let's go through this. Okay, so first, let's kick it off with a little news update for everybody. Ooh, Frank that's a good job. Now, I, I was given the play-by-play -play from the 
barber salon yesterday with the beard as it was coming off and there was a good zappa one in there like the big bushy one but i i want to announce that if we do hit our 2k goal guys we are gonna dump all those pictures he sent us on the timeline Whoa. so help Whoa. us reach our goal please you want to see these pictures whoa they were, pre- they were pretty good they, they were, were actually pretty good. epic pretty epic yeah. stuff all right so just email me i'll send them to you now <laughs> so now so rich. news let's get to the news yep. Bremer all right is uh, apparently back for the intermatch di maria apparently set to be on the bench for that one and then we have vlaovic which we're getting contradicting reports saying he will be back and another one saying he won't again i'm sure more as the week unfolds we'll get a clearer picture of what's going to happen. But uh, obviously the big news coming out of the game yesterday is that Chiesa is back. Obviously with the result falling to one still with Benfica, uh, just taking it to uh, Maccabi there that sees Juve into the Europa league. So what does that mean? Straight to the knockouts in Europa league. The draw is November 7th. Okay, so we have the draw November 7th. The first leg of that knockout, depending on who our opponent is, is which will be one of the teams um, that finished uh, second, apparently, in their group. But we can't be paired up with Roma or Lazio. That's it. So everybody else is in play. First leg to be played February 16th. Second leg February 23rd. Okay, and we're going to talk about... uh, the aftermath of this PSG one and everything. But first, we'll go through the game. We'll go through the lineup. So the lineup, no no surprises. Chesney mm-hmm. in goal, Gatti, Benucci, Sandro. In the middle, we had Quadrado, Fagioli, Locatelli, Rabio, Kostic with Meretti kind of playing that attacking mid and Milik up top. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about the lineups there and everything. And we were uh, pumped to see, uh, obviously, Meretti, Fagioli in there. Locatelli returned. I didn't have any issues with this lineup. I also said this is one of the shapes that causes PSG problems, even when Mm -hmm. they're fully fit. Obviously, we knew Neymar was suspended yesterday. Um, The lineups. Did you guys have anything to add to the lineups? Were you guys good with it? I mean, we went through the match day live, and we all kind of said, I mean, also, if you look at all the uh, guys missing, that's kind of of it. That was our lineup. That's all all who we had, man. Who else are we going to put out there? There He's not playing the false nine. Let's just put it out we get to a game and a, a game where I'm sure everybody had, it was pretty much a general same feeling that, Hey, this might could get ugly uh, based on what we are going to go with and what we've been seeing out of the team. Could've. Packed house, packed house. Oh, wasn't that good great, atmosphere? Man, was it good to see. Great to see. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Packed house, good atmosphere. And the team, the team gave a performance that if I saw that more consistently, I would not complain about anything, to be honest, regardless of results and regardless, regardless of where we stand. I wouldn't, I would have little criticism here and there, but honestly, like that was a performance. I think we should all be happy about, to be honest, not happy that we lost, not happy that we finished with three points in the group or anything, but happy that the young guys put forth that effort the guys that have been taking a lot of heat, Locatelli in particular, deli- like had a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. That was good. And they kept going. They kept going at PSG. And for the, honestly, they were the better side. It didn't fall for us. We were the better side in yesterday's match. And uh, I was happy with it. Yeah, there's not a lot to complain about. I think 
people are looking to complain are just going to complain about anything, anything, right? There's going to people who complain about a sunny day. That's who's going to complain about the game yesterday. Um, but there are negatives, right? The three points. I I get. I think we all understand that, and we're going to yeah. agree that that those aren't good records that we broke yesterday. No. Period. And uh, Omar had a good tweet. I'll read that out later on. But uh, this is this pretty much sums it up. Yeah. For me. And right. we're gonna, Him and the young boys, great game. You know, a lot, a lot of positive momentum going into the weekend. Yeah, and we're gonna get quickly through these highlights. We'll burn through them so we can talk about this whole match and everything that uh, all the feelings basically coming out of it. Uh, seventh minute, really, it takes uh, for a cross to fall into uh, look at Delhi's path, and he absolutely smashes this thing on the volley. It's always slicing to the right, mm -hmm. uh, his right side. And uh, Donnarumma, I don't think he's getting there if that thing hits target. That thing was an absolute laser. Unfortunately for Locatelli, it goes wide, but a good positive start from Juve getting into their territory, getting deep, and then trying to cross one in and it falling there. 12th minute, however, Mbappe. Mbappe gets the better of Gatti, and Gatti gets hands on his kit. Take him down, son. Take him right down. Finish can, the professional foul. He started we, off. He did good. And this was by an unfortunate turnover. Unfortunately, on Locatelli, who had a strong game. But yeah. he gets a pass from Rabio while he's got pressure on his left shoulder. So he takes a touch to his right shoulder. However, <clears> there's <throat> also pressure there from Bettina. And they end up just pinning Locatelli. And they come back. Mbappe did a hell of a job to skin Gatti originally. Gatti's got clenches on that jersey. If you were still learning from the master, Giorgio Chiellini, he would have made sure you knew long before. You take, you just, you don't let go. You take him right down and you finish it. Um, but uh, unfortunately, the finish was spectacular from Mbappe. Another feint. Locatelli slides in there. He takes another touch. And then uh, no keeper in the world's getting to that one. Posting in. 1-0. And that's... Uh, the feelings change immediately for Juventus. You know, positive start for the opening 10. You suffer like that on really their first kind of That's the only honestly. thing. That's the only thing Mbappe did all day, I think. Yeah. Pretty much. The in setup dangerous for manner. Man, is we'll get in to. Right now, but yeah. ultimately, Messi was more uh, invisible than... Um, and that was a credit also to Fajoli, to be honest. Uh, Fajoli did yeah. a hell of a job. Apparently invisible. We'll get to that. But uh, hell of a job from Fajoli. Um, we get to the 16th minute. Locatelli again getting up to the top of the area there. Almost curling one uh, back post. Unfortunately, it wasn't falling for him. It was something that I mentioned in last post match that I liked about Locatelli is that now he's having rips. He's shooting. Anytime mm -hmm. he gets a line of sight, he's having a there shot. How many years has it been? that we've been talking about midfielders getting that confidence and having those shots. So uh, I like it. So four years. I like seeing it. I like seeing <laughs> it. We need that. So I love that he's got the uh, confidence. And sooner or later, that confidence gets, uh, you know, a little bit higher. And he's not missing by much, by all means. So keep firing away. 31st minute, Midretti in with a good ball from Kostic, doing great work there. And he gets his hit wide on the far side post and that one kind of hurt um and it looked like he didn't connect properly looked oh, he like let he it kind of muffed that one he let it he let it run like 
he it was a good through ball, but he let it run a little too far. And when he sliced at it, like if it was that much closer inside of his foot, Verratti was in the right spot. That this is the first attempt, not not the second one. That's right. right. Verratti had his leg right there, so if he tried to get around the ball, which I think he was trying to do, wrap his foot around it, he would have clipped Verratti there. And I think I'm not sure if it would have gone our way foul wise, but he wasn't getting contact. So I'm not making excuses for the kid. He's got to put that on there. Yeah, we know you're being a douche today. We so. can talk about the the other attempt <laughs> too, which there. is we're going to get there. And Locatelli stripping Verratti, and us getting a pass, getting up to Milik, who then finds Miretti, and Marquin Marquinhos comes in there and slides in there and saves that one. Mm. Miretti took, or sorry, yeah, Miretti took a lot of heat for that one. Yeah, and I'm like, well, you took a touch and had a rip from that I mean, guy. This dumbass. So. He took a touch, had a rip. You want him to hit that one time or let it drag across and hit it with his left? What, what? You go first since you're so Listen, mad. I get it. He's 19. I, I really do. I get no, it. He's no, young. You don't. you don't get it. But you got you got to hit that first time or you got to pull that back. You're you're starting for the, the biggest club in the country. You got to have more composure in front of the net. If you want, if you want to be a star on this team, you got to show more composure. And this, this isn't the first; these aren't his first like three minutes playing. So I don't get the whole, you know, he needs time to integrate. He started; he had enough time in that game to find his composure. Now, would I bench him? No. He keeps playing. He's a good player. I wouldn't. I'm just saying, he needs to do better there. Hmm. Hmm. How do you th- how do you run, feel about that opportunity there, Luca? Got to. Um, watching him back, I think Milik should have taken that on the stride, like take that touch. He's, he's expecting you to make that pass. So you're going to have a little bit more space on the, on your left side. Take that shot. I think giving it to Meretti was not the wrong option, but I think Meretti, if he's going to get that ball and not make the best first touch, pull it inwards because Marquinhos is just flying after, which mm-hmm. we've seen Meretti do before. And that's what surprised me is that he actually went for the shot and not the fake, uh, but probably he's because got he got excited. Yeah, he got, exactly. he, he got in front of the net. He got he got jitterbug like Luca. It's, it's a packed stadium. Jitterbug. He's playing in front of one of the biggest 100%. clubs in Europe in a packed stadium it. for his club of like it. a birth. So yeah, yes. I get it. I get awesome. It. Hit the net. I don't know, man. I think I look yeah. at it and it's it. There's not a lot of time there for him to make that. He unfortunately he took a touch. I thought he was going to fake the shot and let yeah. Marquinhos pressure take him beyond and then take a cut in. I honestly mm-hmm. did. Um, he chose shot, and to be honest, it hits the top of his leg on the, like the slide. Like if, if he gets that through, that might might be on goal. It's uh, might it might be on might be a goal to be honest if he gets that one through. But I don't know. I'm I'm kind of easier on him. He's 19 years old. He'll get in the rhythm. If we remember too, he's he hasn't been played for a bunch of games, and now all of a sudden back in, and yeah. now being used much more advanced than he was previously and getting mm-hmm. into these areas much more frequently. So I think it's going to be something that comes. I'm not terribly uh, concerned about it by any means, but it's one no. that I think if you looked at his reactions, there was about three he wanted back. That was one of them. That was Even the them. last game, he had a couple rips that just, it caught the underside of the defender's thigh that were blocked. So yeah. He's he's getting he's the good news is and the thing I like is that he's getting in the right positions. Yeah, yeah. that's a for being 19 years old, he's <clears> putting <throat> himself in the right positions. He just needs to find that goal scoring touch. But yeah. he's not going to be our main goal scorer. We can't look for him to be that. Oh, no, he's creative more than he is a finisher. But 
you gotta start finishing some and another one of the things is too is you know from before he came on to the thing he's used to much more contributions right Mm -hmm. so when they're not happening for him that kind of frustration within and himself because he knows and you could see it through his body language yesterday after some rips it's kind of piling up this kid just needs one or two to yes. get in there, you know, and then all of a sudden, I think it's going to just take that monkey off the back and then it could be a little bit yep. more relaxed for him. Cause right now, a little too, little too tense. Yeah. yeah get the back. Luke off his back. You fucking monkey. Now let's get to uh, some more highlights here. 38th minute. This is where Juve breaks through and Locatelli getting advanced a ball over the top to Quadrado as we put the pressure on PSG. Great timed run from uh, Johnny Squared there as he heads it over. Donnarumma just able to get fingertips to it. Bonucci following this one in, being the guy there. Like, someone tell me what Bonucci was doing. Like, it wasn't like it was a corner. I don't know, and I don't care. One, one. Funny enough, that's a a great question, Luke. I was actually shocked because... uh, I'm sitting there at work, and I got it going, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yeah, we scored. And then I see Bonucci. I'm like... What the hell's he doing up What's there? What's he doing there? How the hell was he up there? Yeah, yeah. I was, was sure it, it was Milik. I was sure it was Milik. Was it, it pressure it after a set piece? I can't quite remember. Was it pressure after a set piece, a set and piece. that's why we were all up there? It was a set well, piece pressure, I think, and that's why we were all up there. Was it? Oh, okay. The yeah. whole play uh, wasn't a set piece. No, 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 I no. I think no. we had a set piece, yeah. and the guys were still almost in all those positions. It Credit wasn't a set Locatelli, piece. Locatelli got the I ball out. What a and then, but regardless, Benucci levels at 1 1. We go into uh halftime, solid first half, everybody. 10 total attempts for Juventus, um, three to PSG. Half of our attempts were inside the area. Um, I think many people, mm-hmm. many people called for less than 10 total attempts in this whole game from Juve. We so, did, me and uh, this guy right here. Guys, we called eight. A solid, solid first half. And that level of belief is there that this game and PSG (laughs) is there for the taking. And the young guys held their own and did well. We were generating Mm -hmm. opportunities. I I liked it. I liked it. Um, What did you guys, how are you guys feeling after the first half? Then we're going to get to second half highlights. And of course, the aftermath. Um. The the only thing, I mean, look, I, I was very happy. I, I was excited. I'm like, oh, my God, this game is actually, uh, you know, something we could get something out of. The only frustration, again, being a Juventus fan is where the hell was this the last eight weeks? You know, like it, it, you can't help but think and feel like this was always there. What has changed? So I think that was the only thing I was asking myself at halftime besides, uh, you know, why didn't Miretti freaking score a goal? Uh, but look, it, 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 in all... I was I was hyped at halftime. I was like, oh my god, we could actually get something out of this game, and build from here. And it really was refreshing because it was the first time in a while where I look at a halftime score and think, we Juventus is playing proper football. I don't care what people say, or who we're playing, where we're playing, how we're playing. It's I'm proud of that, what I saw. That what to me was the biggest takeaway at halftime. Tony, fully agree. Yeah, nothing nothing to add to that. Yeah. yeah, there really isn't anything to add. That was uh, that was it. That's just, and I said it at the top. If I see that more consistently, mm-hmm. I'm much more happy with the team and the direction it's going. <clears throat> and I think, you know, things wouldn't be so intense following Max as well. And we're gonna get to that as well. 
I did not see this, but I wish I did see uh, Mike Richards copy mm-hmm. Banu's celebration trolling England. <laughs> I wish I would no have seen it, but I didn't. Now, second half. Six, 68th minute. Um, there's Nuno a substitute. Nuno, well, the substitute happened prior. It was Nuno Mendes. He comes on. We get uh, the ball into Mbappe. <laughs> and Mbappe finds Nuno Mendes. And Cuadrado couldn't uh, keep up. Nuno Mendes ends up with a hell of a finish as he's running in full speed. Sandro on kept the left him on side, side by about that much. Sandro, that's the only thing. Now, all I have to say. Sandro kept him on side. And it was, wasn't the only time. But to be honest, to be honest, it was a high though, line. That's, that's a high not, line. That's there. not. That's not really. Yeah, he was on side by a bit. But regardless, I mean, not, people want to attack Sandro. He kept him on. Well. That's not really the main thing in this issue. There's a couple issues. Yeah. The big one is Juan Cuadrado himself. Now, you've got a guy that's fresh, that's very pacey in Nuno Mendes. As Cuadrado's getting back, regardless of his defender being in position to close down and face Mbappe, Cuadrado runs as if he's going to go towards Mbappe. What he does is actually freeze his center back. Mm-hmm. Juan Cuadrado, as the ball approaches Mbappe, decides, I'm not going to actually go there. I'm going to go to my check, who I should have been getting goal side on Ooh. from the start. And guess what? In that split second that you allowed Mbappe to get the ball in turn, you're already ruchato, burnt, Cuadrado, okay? You're burnt. And that's what happened to Juani Cuadrado, and these are the adventures of Juani Johnny Cuadrado. Squared. No discredit to Nuno Mendes, who's an absolute freak squared. and fast as hell. But these are the adventures that Juan Cuadrado takes us through on a game-to-game basis. Uh, so, to be honest, it's like get forget about this Sandro thing and all this. Juan Cuadrado, you need to get goal side on your friggin' check. Trust your center backs to do the job they were doing because ultimately, outside of that start where you could have said lack of experience got to Gatti, Gatti did a hell of a job after that and was uh, was very, very good. I'm actually going to – look, I'll take every chance in the world to shit on Cuadrado, and this is the perfect opportunity. But I think it starts earlier with Mbappe having the space to make that pass most of the game we knew we couldn't beat them on pace and a lot of the times we restricted them from making those passes down the line and that's what helped us keep you know the, the scoreline so low but he had the time to make that pass it was it we you lost that battle as soon as he has that option because like you said it's Juan Caldado against a fresh sub who already has pace I mean to me he should never have gotten that pass but I think I also want to bring it back to and maybe you guys can agree here Maybe Tech should have gotten more on that. I don't know. I'm no, not big on goalies. No. I don't know. I'm asking you guys. People are arguing for it. I I don't I'm know. You, it's just this is a thing. Gatti with a little more experience, maybe a little more, um, a little more command. Tell mm-hmm. Squad right off the bat. I'm taking here. I'll close this down. Yeah. Get out to your check, who's on the wing, who can easily be sent through. Quad has no like Quad's literally running and freezing his center back because he's going towards Mbappe and decides, okay, now I'm gonna book it to where I gotta go. It's it's tough. That's another thing where a little bit of lack of experience, 
and then some decision making and quads on tired legs and this guy's fresh and he's fast as hell. Yeah, you're not gonna get it. And tech, no, I don't think so on that one, man. That's a that's a good finish. It's just inside it the bowl far side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe the Hextall kick save wasn't the way to go about it. Yeah, interesting. You went like kick save and a beauty. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, maybe I'm not that. Put but a lot of... Regardless, uh, it's two one. Yeah. Feelings are down, but you know what? It's a feeling that Juve could still find one in this. The way they were playing, and you know they could still find one. And seventy fourth minute, Kiesa, Kiesa back in and this was a great great moment the ovation everything okay something we've been waiting for for a while we were getting reports at the start of the game that we were not going to see him and expect him into it um but Kiesa comes in 77th minute three minutes after coming on we get it to Kiesa who instantly draws in multiple defenders he slots it over to Kostic Kostic has a rip forces a save out of Donnarumma Locatelli there to bury the rebound but he's offside not by much but he's offside nonetheless by much and uh man I was ready to lose it because Chiesa getting involved on those extra defenders is still promising and still shows you um what he can do and again, coming in is that second forward too, which is interesting because a lot of people have questions and, you know, some criticism about using him that way. But, man, he was playing predominantly off the left side, which is great for him cutting in on the right. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, outside of this Locatelli one, that was as close as Juventus would get. It finishes mm-hmm. 2-1. We know we are in Europa League based on what happened between Benfica and uh, Maccabi. Dog walked. That was a but this was real. Not a typical feeling of the losses this season because it was completely different, and we took the game to them for the majority. We were the better side, and again, the young guys did well. And for me, I have no problems with this. And if we saw this consistently. I think Max would be having um, a lot different discussions about him and everything. And we'll get to Max and everything that he spoke about too in his review of PSG and whatnot, because I do have some some criticisms there. Chiesa on a penalty, the Ramos chat. Let's talk about that. Penalty, not a penalty. You guys said no. Both you said no. Because no. for me, that was. An- Sorry, I got to bring in the basketball reference. That's a block versus a charge, right? The defender was already standing in that position and Kiesa went into him. If that was a Juventus defender and a PSG striker ran into him, what would you say? You always got to kind of think about that. What would you say if that was Gatti and the the striker came into him? He's already standing there. He didn't like put his arms out and drag him in or stick his leg out. He was standing still and Kiesa ran into him. I wouldn't have given that one. Luca, it, you give your explanation on it. I actually, I don't know where you're getting this on what I said because I never talked about it with you guys. Someone sent it from the main. I thought it was you. My bad. It must have been Lou or something. You're bad Maybe. indeed. Or Tony. <laughs> uh, look, I'm not going to be like Tony and make a basketball reference because this is a ball that we play at our feet in this sport. I just want to make sure that he's just understanding make a that. comment, dumbass. I, at first viewing, I like in the live in the live game, I thought it was a foul because it looked like he just he was waiting and knowing Ramos, he was probably just waiting for Chiesa. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, on the replay in slow mo, yeah, he was just in the wrong place, at the wrong time, and he, his feet did get stuck. But knowing Ramos, it was probably all planned. I, I, you see his hands kind of go out a bit for the push for the shove, mm-hmm. but maybe that was like a last minute, uh, you know, like reaction. Personally, like like Tony said, if this is this is Gatti, I would have said no. He's just the guy ran into him. Uh, so you know, credit to Chiesa, that was a beautiful effort, but. Mm-hmm. I don't. It might have been called in Serie A here in Champions League. I don't think so. I have a bigger effing problem with the foul that Verratti made. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. On, and the Juventus was given. Juventus was given advantage, oh. but there wasn't a stoppage of play for about six the play. minutes. Yeah. Not only that, but he deserved a yellow for the yeah the very yeah. first challenge he made on Medetti, yep. ripping him down from the back. That's a yellow. That's an Easy, it is. blatant yellow, Ref, blatant yellow is. right out of the gate. We Changes could all agree. Verratti, Verratti got away with so much uh, before getting his oh first my yellow. God. And if you could check my Twitter, I think I said it like nine times between Sanchez and Verratti. There was at least there was nine fouls each. I counted nine for each of them. Verratti got his yellow at like eighty eighth, and he was, was still late. arguing about it. That's what shook my mind. Like, and then. Milik, Milik's yellow, yes, aggressive, but that was his first foul all game. But I did that yellow. twice. But if you, a yellow if, if you give that yellow on Milik, which I didn't have an issue with it because he did clip his heel. Give it to Verratti gotta, after. You got to yeah. give the one on That's, Milik. That Verratti got away with murder, man. Mid's got away with it, was, it was crazy. Murder. Um, in terms yeah. of that PK, it can be exactly. called. I could see it going both ways, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I looked at it and I was like, yeah. oh, it's one of those. I, I think it just I could see it getting called. I could see it not getting called. That's just the way it is. I mean, I get Anthony's point too because if you look, it depends literally how you're looking at. It, but the defender has the right to that space, yeah. just mm-hmm. as much, right? So if the player's going into him, it's it's one of those. It was 50-50. The funny thing is, we have a FIFA licensed ref here in the town I live in. We play in the same league and everything like that. And I sent him that. I looked at the clip. I was like, "Hey, man, PK, no PK or whatnot." And he said the same thing. He's like. 50-50, man, discretion. He's like, one ref will call it, one won't. He's like, what do you, what do, you do? And I was like, would you call it? <laughs> Could you call it? Put him on the spot. Would you call it? He goes, honestly, probably not. And I was like, okay, fair enough. There wasn't He's, enough in it for me. For what it's it was worth. Gross, and he kind of said the same thing. He's like, not not enough in it. For what it's worth. Yeah, anyways, and that's just him looking at a clip. I said, maybe in the moment, it, crowd and everything, and you, you make that call. He's like, no. <laughs> he said no. He's like no. no. <laughs> he doesn't want the pressure. He's like nope. That's if funny. That's, if that's Barella and this is Sunday's game, they get the penalty shot. That's a that's my statement. Oh, I don't I don't know about that. Uh, Maybe, I just in that in that moment. Now it is. again without being misinterpreted. Um, no, mm-hmm. it's not good to finish with three points. Okay. Uh, can I read Omer's tweet? Yes, you can read Omer's tweet. Can I read Omer's tweets? It's a good a perfect summary. time for it, yeah. Yeah, Do you of mind course. It? Okay, so that this is Omer, you know, you know if regular you don't, here if, on the show. Yeah, regular. Yeah, regular guys. Hates birds. So that loss ends a dreadful Champions League campaign for Juve. Lost five of six games for the first time ever. That's not good. Most goals can see in the group stage ever. That's not good. Lost to a team who conceded 13 goals in their last two games. I don't know who he's talking about there. Maccabi, I think. Maccabi. Yes, Maccabi. Yeah. Uh, made it to the Europa League by chance. 
True. Uh, Having said that, that was our best game of the season. And he also missed the oh, fact no. that this was the first group stage in Champions League. We didn't record one clean sheet in any of the matches since That's 2013, five. I believe. Five, five big facts. Jeez. So again, we talked about that as well. And it's uh, it's uh, the fact that um, later, later, it's not, it wasn't translating over to Champions League and you couldn't figure out why. Why are, is the defensive so the defense that's taking yeah. place in Syria not transferring over quality? This and that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just hey, take what you want out of this game, but we're going to get into the discussion of the players he used and what mm -hmm. we're going to get out of this. And because it, one tweet that came out was, don't get used to this. The regulars come back. Uh, All these young guys go uh, to the back of the bus. And we're going to get into that. But can but, I, can we touch but, on? Yeah. Stop. Stop Shut it. Up, Luca. Don't say anything yet. Just wait. Eat. I had something Luca. else. Shut we up. will get into that. I said, no, no, but it's on this, on the game. Shut before up. We, before we move on. Stop okay. breathing into your mic. Fine. Stay quiet. Let's go. Hey, did you learn Billy Joel finally on that damn <laughs> No, because after you guys... Then you can never cut me off. times in the last podcast, I said, screw them. They don't deserve my talent. Okay, get to your point. Um, we were talking about quality yesterday and the difference between why we can see so much in Serie A, uh, in Champions League as opposed to Serie A. I want to follow up on that because if you look at that Benfica game, that was, what, six goals past Maccabi? Maccabi was not a, a you know, an, some crap team they they took it to us that shows the quality of our the group we played against and i think that is something to to look towards because we know what psg could do they can score like this but benfica put six past at maccabi that is and that's at maccabi's home stadium that is that i think that speaks to the quality well, we know we put a bad we know we put a bad effort in out there oh, and it was a mess and, that's that's a yeah. big number six i mean we regret a lot of those matches um, you know, yes, and we, cares. no one cares. No one now, cares. Regardless, let's get Try on to what we were going to do, Luca. Cast. Now, <laughs> AJC tweet of the match. Tweet of the match <laughs> is going to be a I segue into basically where we're going to go with discussions in terms of players, players' evaluations, fans' feelings, maybe being too hard on young guys, all this. But man of the match first. Who was your man of the match? We're going to start this with uh, Luca. On three, Tony. You ready? Mm -hmm. One, two, three. Luca Tully. So mustache. <laughs> it, was, it was clearly my uh, Luca Tully. I have no, nothing to add to that. No close second, just Luca Tully, man of the match, 100%. Luca Tully. You, you won't find an argument for me? Though. Yeah. I think close second goes to Fajoli, to be honest. Um, I put Fajoli as a close second. When you look at the numbers, he was being listed as, um, what was it, uh, invisible in the game and everything, and I'm just not sure what. Did I say that? I'm not sure who anybody that said that mm. was watching because it was Locatelli and close by was Fajoli for uh, their performances in that one. And, um, yeah, that, that's just kind of it for me. Locatelli put in a great shift. This is a guy that's been facing a ton of criticism from fans and everything. But we do know that he was playing through an injury. Max let that be known as well. 
But the biggest thing I want to get into is something I've been talking about a lot lately, and that's the midfield as a unit, passing amongst themselves, getting the midfield involved, stop playing to just the wings, letting the flanks try and control everything, more interchange amongst the midfield. The dynamic changes with Fajoli and Retti being on the pitch with Locatelli. And even if you have Rabio on the side there, the whole dynamic changed. It changed. Mm-hmm. With Miretti playing in that role, it, we essentially played yesterday with uh, four central mids, to be honest. Yeah. And then you have Kostic and Cuadrado on the outsides. That provided problems for PSG, which has a very good midfield and allowed us to control a lot of that game. Mm-hmm. And for me, moving forward, it's kind of some you just cannot go back to what you were doing previously after seeing that. You just can't. It was hands down, one of the best performances we've seen in a while in terms of as a group and as a unit and everybody doing their part and getting involved. I don't think it can be denied. And this takes us to our AJC tweet of the match. <laughs> I probably do things with the ball at his feet. McKenny couldn't do with his hands. Can That's I, pretty funny. Great tweet. Can I, can great I tweet. Up? There's our tweet of the match. Uh, we had a great one from Tony, but it's video, so it doesn't come over quite I'll as nice. Right, you know. I'll work on those ones and getting the clips in there for you guys to see. That but was very good. That was a really good one. But, uh, guys, you can't go back to the way it was. And I think this has to be some type of sign in how to group his players moving forward. Big applause, buddy. Tony, you want to go first? Yeah, you can't. I think when we were talking about the uh, the in the pre-match, we were talking about the three at the back. We had we had our concerns uh, a little bit. Maybe I had more concerns about you know so a little bit of the midfield how that was going to play out. But it was it was the most consistent. It was the most consistent performance we've had in a long time, and that's what I've been asking for. Okay, maybe we had some moments where we sat back a little bit i know in our group chat we're like oh here we go we're gonna be sitting back but that's gonna happen when you're playing a team of that caliber right they're they're gonna take it to you for a certain amount of minutes sort of felt that psg see i don't know what the answer is did psg not get it at second gear or did we lock them down in there and i'm I'm not sure what that answer is yes was it a bit of both might have been a bit of both so very happy with how how that was uh again at the back i thought they played well considering who we're playing against yeah, don't change a goddamn thing. Just keep going with that. Yeah. Um, Personnel wise. No, I say take this eleven and bring it. Bring it on Sunday. I think we that cohesion in the middle is finally there. It's what we've been looking for. I think Locatelli getting man of the match was no no short miracle because of who we had next to him. I mean, I'm not going to start complimenting number twenty five, but Fajoli and Miretti put in. A hell of a game, and I saw them just constantly on their toes, running from minute to minute. Like these are guys that grew up in our youth system, loving this club, playing and giving everything for the jersey. And you know what? They wasn't perfect. They made mistakes, but man, was it was it that much better? Yes, Lucci. I think Bremer should be inserted on Sunday. I don't know if it's for Gatti personally, but that's the only change I would make going into Sunday. Uh, I'm just, you know, like, I'm not going to start dumping on McKenney. I think right now, if I, Julia's obviously taken that notch above him, uh, but it's, 
it, it really comes down to this is the system Max wants. These are the guys performing at at that what, what he doing what he wants, and it works. Don't change a thing. It took forever to get us here. Let's not f it up. And I'm talking to Allegri now directly. I hope he's fucking listening. Now he's not. No. Now he's sleeping right now. Look at Delhi. We talked about it, all the criticisms and everything. And there's even still some coming in saying, you know, he's partially responsible for that first goal. But is he though? Is he though? I mean, sure, he was the one that got the turnover, but that's close to half. That's up at half where he loses that ball. I mean, again, we talked about Gatti coming in there, and then people are mad that Locatelli slid in after Mbappe was going behind him. Well, I mean, you're damned if you do, damned if you're not. The finish ended up being, we talked about this. As a center back, it's man or ball. It cannot be both. And he had his grasp on him. Gatti, with a little more experience, says, you know what? I got the yellow anyways after that. Next time, I'm taking that son bitch down. I think he just pulled away from him. I think he just got out of his grasp. I think he tried. Whether this was Leo or Sandro or freaking Delict, I don't care what you say. This is Kylian Mbappe. He is arguably top two forwards in the world right now in terms of form, fitness, quality, you name it. I don't want to – like if that was Holland, it would have been the same argument. But this is Gatti who was playing – Gatti was playing against my cousin in Italy a month ago. Like people need to calm down on that. Congratulations. (laughs) It is is what it is. I'm just saying it is. is. That is an experienced thing. One yeah. hand on the shirt, put the second one in there, do it. Killini. We watched Killini, a master of this for how long? If yeah. he had to pull in the second hand, he had to do whatever. I just don't see the fault in blaming one of our center midfielders for losing possession when he's pinned by two, receiving a pass from Rabio. He's got pressure on both shoulders. That's a tough spot to get out of. He didn't make it out. He's partially responsible. I don't see it. This is also the midfielder it. who went on to you know, play the best game of, of his life after for us. So it's like, you, you, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like It's just one of those moments. But we are going to talk about the goals. And the reason I want to talk about the goals aloud is because are we going to see change from Max? Is Max going to change kind of his philosophy? Have the youth been doing enough to kind of change the way, the course of the path we've been going on with Max? Can Max kind of revive faith in fans in order for them to trust the process? Well, here we go. Let's talk about it. Because here are his words in regards to the goals. We have to play carefully against PSG, especially defensively. We got hit twice when we were too high. You didn't get hit twice when you were too high. That first goal, you were not too high. I don't know what he's talking about. You weren't too high. If he's considering your midfielders too high, your first goal, you're playing out of the back, for God's sakes. You're not caught too high. You're not caught too high at all. The second play, yeah, you got another turnover, but the pressure wasn't on Mbappe. It's arguable that if your line was higher, he wouldn't have the ability to settle that and be able to turn and find Nuno Mendes. So, I, again, it's some of the things he says that leads me to believe that we're not going to get this shift. We're not going to get this big shift or anything, but... If these guys can continually be used and get minutes, these young guys, maybe it will just naturally change in what they do and not so much how he sees it and whatnot. Because we talked about this even in the Fajoli, the goal and everything. 
he sees things a certain way. I don't think that's ever actually changing and it's just up to these guys and whatnot. But I don't know, like, does it not give the perception that what he's asking is different than what we're seeing when he comes out and kind of says things like that? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's interesting because I didn't feel like those two goals were literally because we got caught high. No, I didn't feel that way at all. But what do you guys think? Well, the second one we were caught high for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we were three miles from our goal. But I don't know if he, like, I didn't think in the in the setup to the play, like he, like that's just naturally where those players were. I don't. Were we going to sit another fifteen yards back in our own half when the ball was, like, in there? I, I don't really get how we're high there, especially on the first goal. I don't really get it. Um, the first goal, not at all. The second goal, the second goal, you can argue that. However, again. You've only got forward. You've got five guys back yeah. with Mbappe and Mendez. There's yeah, so. five guys back. You have one midfielder. You have your three backs, and you have so yeah. You've got four, five guys back. Backs, yeah. You have five yeah, guys back on two. You want to feed me that we're caught high? Just, we're not caught high. Yeah, his post game press is just post game suck. Leave a lot to the imagination. They yes, <laughs> they do suck. They suck. Uh, it's it's like he has to. It's almost like he has to. Okay, I get that we lost, but he he has to say something like negative. Like, oh, just wait. don't say anything at all. Like, I look, don't get Italy it. had the game of his match. He should not have given up that ball. That, that's what Max does. He's like, oh yes, no, Locatelli's been preparing well. He's ready, but he should not have done that. that in some of those circumstances, he's not necessarily oh, yeah. wrong. When in no, some of those critiques and whatnot, but in these Gosh. goal ones, I was kind of taken back. Also, in the fact that your your team was. The better side, Max, and yeah, you're like you're, you're taking it, you're taking it to them, you know, and you're still setting this thing like, well, no, we have to, we have to be scared and whatnot. Well, you're down two one, man. Like, you know, like even when you're one one with PSG, you're going after the win. You're saying all these things. You want to play mm -hmm. angry. You're angry for these results. You want to get this result. You want to show them that you belong and everything like that. And then in you know immediately after, well, we got. We got burnt going too high, whatever. Well, no, your team got after it. Sure, doesn't always fall your way, but you guys put in a good effort. It was a good effort. Don't take away from that with these little things, especially if I don't believe they're necessarily true. And I don't think that one's necessarily true. The young guys getting ripped by fans. We kind of talked a bit about Medetti getting ripped on them. Fajoli took some flack, even though like he was next in line to be man of the match and whatnot. And let's get your perspective on your criticisms of the young guys and how you just feel about that in general. And do oh, you hey. think, because we were going to get into the segue because of the tweets coming out that saying, once guys are fit, it's right to the back of the bus for these young guys. Do you feel that that's right? Yep. Give us your thoughts on the young guys. Yeah. So yesterday, so second question first, yesterday I did feel that once the guys are all healthy, it's going to be tough for these young players to get integrated. Yep. Get, so let me just, I'll just finish that one. But the more I think about, you know, you sleep on it. We talk about it today. Yep. Why can't Paredes and McKenney sit on the bench and then Meretti and Fajoli take their spots? Like that's, those are two spots where you can allow these young players to play. Right. They've, and I think they've, they've earned it, right. They've earned it over those two players, uh, fit them in somehow. Now, how are you going to integrate Pogba and uh, Di Maria and Chiesa? It's going to be tough. I'll let you guys figure that one out. But definitely those two positions, oh, sorry, uh, Paredes and uh, McKenney, they haven't earned it 
in my eyes over over these young players. Um, earlier in the season, I had a lot of issues with like, okay, before everyone was injured, it's like, okay, there's no way these young guys are going to play. But they've, you know, they've opened my eyes, being an old guy, saying, "Hey, these guys, these guys have earned it. They've earned the spot to play on the field, and they should be, they should be given more, uh, more playing time for sure." See, you can teach an old dog new tricks. Hmm? Yeah, like you've got to, and I think that's what it comes down to: is just earning that spot and nothing being they've given. We talked about competition at roles, and when you get week in, week out, Kenny on that right side, Quadrado, it's, it's like, it. and you see the shortcomings coming through and you ask yourself you know these clubs go through game footage you know they track all this to not see it it feels like the reverse of what was happening the year prior when it was rabio sandro left side and you're thinking my god how do you see this needs to be broken up and we need some more technical ability in there this midfield was great and again it just showed that you don't have to have this robust, strong midfield that Max thinks you have to play with. That's not the case. But Jolie held his own very well. If you look at is Verratti this big, massive midfielder? Like, no, like no, but he throws you don't himself one. need that. So like these cards. ball retentive so players times. are more valuable to Juventus, in my personal opinion. When you look at the struggles we were having through most mm-hmm. of the season, what is it? Controlling play ball possession, all this, you have guys capable of playing in that manner. Use them. McKinney's mm-hmm. not a possession guy. Nope. He's not a ball, uh, like a ball retentive player. That's why I yep. said you mix him up with Rabio, who actually did quite well yesterday, has to be said, uh, played a good game. He's, uh, he's rolling on, man. Yeah, he's, um, he's yeah it's, okay. it's finding the mix. I don't Louis think, and I, I've been clear about this the whole time. I think with what we have, we are capable of more. And I think yesterday was mm-hmm. another one of those signs. We are capable of more than what we are seeing. So for Max, I think to turn this around, well, World Cup break, I say he's still around after. People are thinking maybe there's a change of World Cup break. Get ready for this guy till June, okay? It's going to mm-hmm. happen. For everybody else that's saying trust the process, he's still got to show consistently that he's going to have faith in the right guys and be able to put the right mix together. Because if all of a sudden we go backwards in terms of from this effort, this game, this showing, that's going to be bad. That's going to be bad. You don't need a robust midfield. It's been proven. It is what it is. But you just say you don't need – I know what <laughs> Inter on the weekend. Oh, Inter okay. on the weekend, a big one. So match day yep. live. We're yep. doing a watch along. I'm doing a watch along for that one as well. We're gonna do the post-match podcast the next day. Uh, this hair. is a big one in the Derby d'Italia. Max needs a big win against one of these mm-hmm. top sides. Okay. I, I got a question for you guys. Because mm-hmm. Al, you just said he's staying till June. If he fails to beat Inter and Lazio, and I'm not saying draw, fails to win, as in he loses both those games. You think he's still here at the World Cup? Yes. Wow. And? Sorry, can you say that again? I had something pop if up. If he loses phone. the match against Inter and Lazio, will he That's still right. be here after the World Cup break? Max. Mm. That means of, of this month, that means he would have gotten... Maybe a win or a draw at Verona, and that's it. Out of Three four points. games. Three of nine. Three of nine. Um, 
No. No. Because the real and, and I, I get what you're saying, uh, Al, is that he's he's building something now, and you know we got to let him do what he has to do. But who says that he's still going to continue with this? Like, for all you know, Paredes starts the next game, and then we're back to being, you know, at square one. That like, I this hasn't solved everything for me. It has given me a little bit of hope, and that might be the most dangerous thing. But I, I don't think I, they're set up <clears throat> to make the change, and I don't think it's going to happen, no, even if they wanted to. Because I think if it was going to happen, it would have already happened. We've hit rock bottom. We hit the rock bottom there. So, um, Aziz, we hit the rock bottom with Monza. Tweet from Aziz yesterday. This is a good summary. We're trying to figure out how many games he's won. Remember, is it two of 17 or whatever it was? Well, 19. Three games against Milan, four against Inter, two against Napoli, two against Atlanta, two against Villarreal, two against Chelsea, two against PSG, two against Benfica, one win out of 19 games. There you go. That is awful. That's beyond that awful, terrible. Man. When you summarize, summarize like that, that is <laughs> That is terrible. odds that nobody wants. <laughs> Again, we talk about that. the records and everything is... that are just piling on, the records we don't want to touch. But again, Awful. this is the whole thing. Everybody's saying Awful. his roster is not to the quality. But then you see a showing like that yesterday with guys that he hasn't been using a lot of. And you see a better showing, a better outing, more ball-retentive players. And actually looking like a team, a very good team-based performance. I fail to believe he hasn't been able to produce this up until now. Just like it just doesn't make sense. These guys have been available. Fajoli's been there all year. Um, Miretti, Miretti been there all year. You've got uh, Locatelli having somebody that we can work with. The midfield. I've been talking about this a lot. McKenney, when he plays in the midfield with the three players, touches the ball 30 times in 90 minutes. 30 times. Sometimes below 30 times. Rabio gets like 40, 40. Our Regista, like 60. Yesterday, having ball retentive Fajoli in there with Locatelli, everybody, even Rabio included, 70 plus touches, okay, and passes amongst the midfield, the midfield looking right like a unit. They still, however, <laughs> do this weird habit. Where Rabio and Fajoli, the midfielders next to Locatelli, bomb forward and abandon him. They still have this habit. I fucking hate it. Two man pivot, work with attacking mids and whatnot, but set, settle it down. I hate that they just abandon the Regista so quickly to push forward to try and break lines. I absolutely hate that. But other than that, midfield more involved. Our attack was more balanced from left to right. Kostic took a lot of heat yesterday. Some saying he was our worst. How do you guys wanna, feel about Kostic? I want to go on that. Go ahead, I think the first 20, 30 minutes, he was night and day, our, like our most explosive and, uh, you know, effective player because against Hakimi, holy crap, was he burning him. And, and oh, it yeah. wasn't once or twice. It was a handful of times. Come second half, though, uh, you did see him start to, I think, you know, the guy was running nonstop minute after mm -hmm. minute. He's been yeah. playing you got to remember every game since he's got here. I think he had one game off, uh, so mm -hmm. it's it's normal. I think it was it was partly just you know his legs giving out, and once Kiesa came in, I think he was almost redundant to have them both on the same side. But people dumping on Costa, you have to remember that he's been one of the brightest spots in this team. And yeah, okay, he's allowed to make a mistake or two, but he still offered something more than 
let's be honest, the, the darkest part of our entire team yesterday was the right side with Cuadrado. So Costage still offers something we don't have with Cuadrado. So I, yeah, he's not the best, but I, I, he's far from being a, an issue right now. So for me, the Costage question sort of ties in with David's question here about Sandro. Yeah. So I, is it because of Kostic's work that Sandro's looked usable? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 100%. Right? And Rabiot. So like we, we haven't had to have any you know heartburn over Sandro for many, many weeks now. And Shocking. I think that's all due to Kostic's work, right? He's taken, he's doing all that work and we don't have to rely on Sandro. Now, Sandro does get ahead every once in a while and he hasn't been terrible when he does it, but we haven't had to rely on him to do that so i think to answer david's question here sort of it's an option it's a it's an option option. a fallback option that isn't a bad one um it's the same as i feel about like danilo when danilo's used i think danilo's solid as uh one of the three center backs to be honest it's become an option we can go to in crunch time but sandro is still not not, I'm not gonna uh, say renew him. Don't renew him. I'm no, saying... he's not a he's not a starter in my eyes. Like by any means, if this was Whoa. out of necessity, and it's be- as a solid option moving forward, like to use him more regularly, I don't think so. I think I'd still go the Danilo route. So here's the big question now, and this is for both of you. Going into Sunday, we've got Danilo back and Bremer. Mm-hmm. Do do you take out Cuadrado and put like a Danilo in that spot? Or do you take out a Gatti and put in a Bremer? That like I think there's Gatti's no wrong answer sit. here. I don't know. Gatti's gonna sit. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Poor bastard. Banucci and Bremer are gonna play. Danilo's gonna play. Banucci it, it's shocking that Danilo. there's no sub for Cuadrado on that right side. Like I, I think yesterday he slowed down way too many of our attacks, and I still think he's the only downside of this this eleven uh, that could use some upgrading. So I, I I'm trying to think of how we could change that. Please, God. So when Ailing Junior is healthy, does he start over Kostic and Kiesa starts over Quadrado? No, Kostic is still a starter. I expect so, Kiesa to take up the second striker role. Yeah, and, and there's another point to that because you mentioned that, Al, and I'm curious because if he's going to play that second striker role, that means there's three guys subbing for that first striker role, which is basically, oh, no, well, yeah, we're going to have five forwards for two spots. You know, it, well, Here you go. What's what's the lineup then? So I guess yeah, we're getting into the Storm if, the Barn question. So, hey, while you're out there, get your Storm the Barn questions in. And we have a bunch that later. have been have queued up here. as well. So, so everybody yeah, that cool. got them in before, we still have them. Yeah, the we're point, kind of starting at the bottom to go up. Answer your phone, Tony. Go ahead. To I, got, point, I do have to take this one second. Yeah, to this point, it, it's with Miretti there now. Yeah, we've got a lot more substance in our mid. We've got four midfielders technically. But, you know, once you start using the guy, like once we have our forwards back healthy and Kies is involved too, we lose that fourth midfielder, you know, like, I'm I'm curious to see what Max will do now because yeah we look good with these four midfielders but what happens when you know you like when Chiesa came in who did he sub for was it not yeah. Miretti right so yes you lose that that extra midfielder and 
I mean, the guys were tired already in the mid, so I think it puts that much more burden on them and on their legs and on their cardio. We didn't lose that much, though, in terms of the no. middle once Miretti, let, like in case it came yeah. in. And I think with the forwards, you're going to have to find something. I would prefer a 4-2-3-1. However, mm -hmm. continuing with this isn't the end of the world. Di Maria being free, I just don't think you get everybody in. So you've got to ask yourself, who the sacrifice is, right? Yeah. If you want to get all of them in and you want a front of Vlaovic, Chiesa, Di Maria, there's only a couple ways to do it, and that's the 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1. That's yeah. the only way you're going to get all of those guys in there. Yeah. Um, does it give us the stability defensively and whatnot? I think it's still worth a shot. Mm. Um, but then I think Fagioli and Miretti... They start to get sacrificed until we wait for Paul Pogba because all yeah. of a sudden you're going to have one attacking mid roll and the two of them go away. In this 3-5-2, we can actually utilize a couple of them. But with Chiesa coming back, I don't know. For me, 4-2-3-1, man. 4-2-3-1, make it work. Take him up on the one side. Use Kostic as another. Use your uh, fullbacks that you have um you know danilo coming in on one side i'd honestly play quad as because his offense has not been to the cut we need out of quad so i'd probably just use him as a right back uh in order to establish a four two three one and your pivot midfielders i'd honestly i'd go rabio and locatelli and then i'd have fagioli and Medetti vying for that attacking mid roll you can have your di maria on one side your chiesa on another and uh, fly at her, fly at her, and it could shift. It could shift into a three-five-two. You can make a three-five-two, a four-two-three-one with some changes. I think it's honestly, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a change. But what's the best for me? If you want to get everybody in, that's the only way to do it. But if you're okay with sacrificing and sitting some, also keep in mind, Kiesa, he may not be doing full nineties. So continuing on in the three five two until twenty twenty three, Luca. Or he ain't playing more than twenty minutes until the World Cup. That's that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah. that's exactly what just carry on is going to be Tony, fine. Tony, Tony. But all of a sudden, if we're talking much. in January, or whatnot, are we going to just dive into that four two three one, or are we going to still stick with that what we're doing and break these guys up? Also, do we have a great injury record? Should we be breaking these guys up or should we be emptying the clip? Let's talk about that. Should we empty the clip once these guys are all fit or should we try to try to do the best we can with these? Uh... Sorry. What was the, what was the determination on the, sorry. What was the determination on the uh, line four, two, three, one? Was that what you were saying? Said four, two, three, one or, or four, two, three. If you're trying to get everybody in, yeah. but, if you're not trying to get everybody in and you're going to work through this 3-5-2, now I'm getting to the question of what's better for us based on our injury history? Should we be emptying the clip once everybody's fit, let's say, in the new year? No. And no. play them all out, 4-2-3-1, so you can get Vlaovic, Di Maria, Chiesa, whatnot, or should we stick with this 3-5-2, give more integration to the young guys, and work... Di Maria and Chiesa rotating as a second striker, Vlaovic, Milik as your top striker. What do you guys think? 
Split this them up, why, empty the clip once everybody's This is fit. why they pay Max $9 million a year. No, this nine is not million. why, because he will mess this up. That's the problem. That's why I'm not making these decisions. It's going to be tough because yeah. you have a lot of young guys that are playing well that a lot of fans want to see play. Yeah. Max is trying to keep his job, so he's going to play who he thinks should play, and he's going to play the players that he brought in, right? Brought in, yeah. Not sure how he's going to put Paredes in there, but he'll find a way to do it. So I still think there's some rough waters ahead. Like I think we got to buckle up for that. Uh, it's not going to be all big hugs and bram muffins with us and Max for the rest of the season. Big He's it's it's not going to be easy. I think to your point, Al. I think the three five two allows for a little bit more integration of players. Let's get these guys, you know, on the same field at the same time. Um, good thing is it that we have us from the injuries. There's two things that make me want to stick with this three five two. And that's our history with injuries and how bad they've been and our fullbacks. We have no fullbacks. Would prevent me from going to a 4-2-3-1. Those are the two things that would stop me from going into a setup that lets us, you know, empty the clip, so to speak. We have two fullbacks. So you go 4-2-4 in the back, they're both on the field, you know. So I'm with Al on that three, uh, especially with the center backs that we have. We have guys – Especially now that I think Gatti has more or less proved himself, you know, go with the back line of whether unless you play Kostic as a left back, which yeah, no, I think cost. Yeah, you can. Yeah, uh, I don't know because that's a possibility. Like Tony said, this is why Max gets the salary he gets. But that said, this is where I'm going to start getting worried because this is where we've had issues. Max hasn't been able to find the best solution until he had no solution. And that's what worries me. This this lineup, let's be very realistic. As good as it was, it it only got to see minutes because that's all Max had. That's not because he wanted to. (laughs) Well, that's what Max has to change our mind on is that moving forward. And only time's gonna tell. You know, and that's why everybody's saying, Well, is this gonna turn the tide for Max? Can he turn things around and get everybody to have faith in the process? Again, only time's going to be able to do that. We have to see what his intentions are and what everything, what happens, right? So we wait. Storm the barn, everybody. Let's get to storm the barn. We got a ton in there. Let's get to some of these right out of the gate here. So we've got this one coming in here. This team still has no idea how to play in a way other than throw codes into the cross into the box. However, we can play this season using that sheer hard work to get some wins here and there might be okay. Do we still think after yesterday there's no idea other than throwing cross in the boxes? Did it feel that way yesterday for you guys? I thought there was a little more substance to our play in terms of the creativity and everything. What do you guys think? And I think that I think that came through for Jolie and uh, Locatelli being in there. And Moretti. I, I think, and Moretti as well. Like he again, I'm gonna dump on him a little bit. Got to finish those chances, but he's putting himself in the right spots. So eventually, it's it's gonna come to fruition. Uh, I think I don't know if Alf, you're gonna agree or disagree with this. I think putting Di Maria in there to cause a little bit more havoc with those players. I think he'll help unlock, you know that sort of building through the middle problem that we're having. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, we saw a little bit of it with uh, just even Chiesa entering the mix, right? Oh, and you have that, that calling in those extra guys. Let's see. Sweaty. Will we be finally able to see the dream trio of Chiesa, Vlavic, Di Maria against Inter on Sunday? I don't think we will. 
Don't think so. so Blauvich makes reports and Di Maria yep. probably starting from the bench and Chiesa probably going to get 20, 30 minutes maybe. We were talking about this in the green room about, hey, what do we what do we tell the people in the bleachers about Vlaovic? We're like, well, there's, well, I don't know. There's mixed reports. He's not yeah. going to play. He's going to be on the bench. He's available. Like, but yesterday, Chiesa wasn't available, but he was going to be on the bench. He wasn't going to get any minutes, but then he played 20 minutes. So I don't know if Max is playing games here for, before the For derby, anyone but... who doesn't know also, again, I don't know the medical. I can't recall the medical name for the condition that he's having with his adductor or whatnot. But keep in mind that the risk of it turning into a hernia is extremely high for Vlaovic. Hernias. So just so everybody is kind of in the know on what's going on, it can turn (laughs) into a hernia um, quite easily, apparently. So that would be something to definitely avoid. Sports hernias. Uh, what's yeah. that? Yeah, I, th- I think I've had those. I don't know. I've had I've had things where I've woken up and you can't swing your leg at a bed. I think that's what it. Yeah, they stink. Yeah. So oh that uh, is kind of <laughs> there looming over uh, Vlaovic as well. And obviously, mm-hmm. we hope it's fine. Hopefully, he gets a clearance for Not Inter. I'm more uh, hoping that even just for his sake and for ours, he can go to the World Cup, have a strong showing, come back, be ready yeah. to fire on all cylinders for uh, the second half of the season. Just to finish on that, I think Milik yesterday sacrificed himself a lot and did well. I'm I'm more than okay with him starting on Sunday. Uh, and I think Duzan should get the time he needs to recover properly, unlike what we did with Di Maria, where we rushed him back and he just, aggravated it worse so Boy, i'm totally okay with duzan sitting on the bench yeah i'm uh i've got no issues with uh Milik. we've been talking about it um ever since he joined he's been great he's yep. putting in the work and yep. uh the efforts there and everything had a couple he'd probably want back yesterday too uh Milik actually but let's get to the next one here happy we sold out the stadium but i'm pissed that it still doesn't compare to the vibes at other stadiums and nelly must fix this psg with drums flags and flares i want that situation fixed yeah. how about if they just give you know every second or third seat a drum and see if just like uh you know it wouldn't be coordinated or whatnot but if you're trying to keep the ultras out you have to do something and you can't allow visitors to do that i i have this but it's, it keeps coming up yeah. the stadium thing i don't know what the solution is i think if you're waiting for Agnelli to resolve things with the ultras you can be waiting forever please please do not hold your breath okay yeah. Don't do yeah, that. He ain't changing. It, I, it's not going to happen uh, under his uh, watch. So as much as you hate it, Michael, I'm sorry, man, but it ain't changing. It does suck. Sadly. Sadly. So on to the next one. Has Gatti really proven himself? He had a tough game yesterday, and the pairing with Benucci doesn't seem like a good fit. I thought he had an okay game. He was a little rocky at the start, which should be given playing PSG, facing Mbappe uh, and uh, Messi and whatnot. But he settled in quite well, I thought. Can I? And I actually didn't have any issues with uh, Gatti, um, other than you know a couple little things here and there where I think experience wasn't on his side. How did you guys feel about Gatti? Luca? Yeah. Um, look... I, I, I think anybody with Leo has a hard time. We've seen it with Rugani. Like, he doesn't partner well. Even Delict had to fucking carry Bonucci a few times. Let's be very freaking frank. Um, but Gatti, I think... 
offers what the what we're going to start seeing a lot more now with modern center backs is that he's actually pretty talented with his footwork. He you've seen him go up with the ball a few times, and mm -hmm. I hate to make the comparison to someone like Bastoni, but he does go forward. He does take on a man and then disperse it out the wing. He's going to offer something that we don't have. Chiellini used to do it at like his ripe old age. Every once in a while, he just burst forward and dish it out, and it was effective um, a lot of times so i like what i see his confidence will grow he will get there my only hope is that we do not do like we did with the romeros and the demerals where we sit him on the bench and then loan him out and he never comes back i hope and we've seen it now because obviously injuries i hope he sticks around i hope he grows and that's 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 all we can really hope for because i think so many people are praising him and you see where this praise is coming from and and if you have to watch him play, you have to understand what the new center back world is becoming. And I honestly think he has it, but he needs to get the minutes to learn. Maybe not Bonucci as the best example. I wish Chiellini was still around, but give him time. I think Mancini will still keep calling him for the Azzurri. I think he'll get some time there, learn from some guys over there. He has a bright future. He will get better. I'm all for it. Ant, what do you got to say about Gatti? Do you keep Drugani's uh, contract ends in next year, I believe, 2023? Do you keep Gatti over Rugani? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, can you keep both? No. Should you keep both? Because no. if Bonucci's gone and you just, no. you're just left with Bremer, I would say try and keep both. I don't think Rugani's really been a problem. He hasn't, when he's come in, he's played don't, okay. Don't care. Okay. When it comes to Gatti, I think I fully agree with Luca, but he just needs more playing time. I really hope that they don't get rid of him because he will be our center back for the future. But um, thank you, Louis. Yeah. Thank you. I just don't sign him to a 10 year contract. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good oh, one. I wouldn't sign anyone to a 10 year contract. That's it. <laughs> no, Gatti, I've been saying for a while, like he's he's more than people are going to expect. I, I'd be fine with him starting, you know, even on the weekend against uh, Inter and whatnot, no issues. Yeah. We have to get ready. The one biggest shortcoming we've, you know, been able to pinpoint through the discussions is that the contingency planning has never really been up to snuff for Juve. When you factor in how much money over the decade of dominance when we won nine straight Scudetti, how much money we took out of that Champions League competition, we were amongst all those big top clubs. When you looked at our roster compared to those big top clubs, we were nowhere near the depth. And a part of that, it was that they're finding the young guys, whatever they're doing, but they're trusting them and whatnot, and they're establishing them. They're doing well. They can count on their guys. We had teams, even through the strongest out of those nine straight Scudetti season, where we still look to the bench with doubt. Yeah. You always got, and then not only that, but you start looking at these other teams, and we've we've said it. They go from one guy to the next, almost, no, no almost, almost seamlessly, right? Yeah. Um, always had a problem there, and it's been it's been an issue. And with the amount of money they've been taking out of the competitions, especially Champions League, over that nine year run, we should have had. We should have been in a better spot. So I think to find yourself in this scenario where 
you're questioning a lot and you're stuck on contracts and it's maybe handcuffing you in Mercados, that shows that some major, major mismanagement took place. And yeah. honestly, everybody's going to have their say on who and all this. To be honest, it's all of them because some of it does date back to Beppe Marote as well. Some of it, obviously, Paratici. Agnelli ultimately has that final say on all this. One way or another, the contingency planning has not been up to snuff for Juve. Um, another one, that was the last no, one on Gatti. I'm just checking, scan if anyone's got any other ones. But listen, if you got some more, you can put one in. We probably have time for one more. But we're looking at Inter this weekend. Um, we talked a little bit loosely about lineups, what you do. Milik, Vlaovic, Vlaovic knowing the factors of him just coming back, whatnot. Instant start if he's healthy, yes or no, Vlaovic? What's healthy mean? Yeah. Like he can start, then... He can start. He's been cleared. He could play. Instant, yes? No, I, I wouldn't run the risk of him getting injured. I'd rather him come off the bench. I don't trust our medical staff. They might say cleared, but he might not Bam. be cleared. So, no. Bam. So healthy no no not even not even the slice when i start him no. does anybody think yesterday and this is just spitballing okay so don't i'm not saying this no. is my opinion it's just a question i have hmm. does anybody think that yesterday's play seemed a little bit more team oriented and maybe a little bit more in sync amongst the players because they weren't trying to force to do sean do you I feel we're falling into like a Cristiano trap where we yeah, are so. so pressured to look for this guy, find this guy that yeah. we're just not yeah. playing like a team? Yeah. I, yeah I've, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen where we just, our center backs look up for him and just swing it at his chest and expect him to, you know, keep that and hold that. And props to Milik. He's able to do it because he's done it for so many years, but it, it's not where he should be. It's not where Duzan should be. I think that falls on Max, but it also falls on our mids. Our center backs are slinging the ball forward because no mid is making himself available. Yesterday, that was not the fact. There was I, I, This is one thing I loved yesterday. There was always somebody. It wasn't like you'd look up and there was no one. The only time we saw, mm -hmm. and I think I noted, where there was no one to pass the ball to was when Costa just slung a random ball in the box at like the 90th, 80th minute. You know, there was no one there. Cost uh, Milik was like, whatever. But the mid was always available yesterday. Always. Whether it was Fagioli, Locatelli, Rabio, even Maretti, they had someone to pass the ball to. And that, that is a difference. And it's not on Duzan. I've been hard on him. I think he has a lot to learn. But yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you, Al. I think it was easier, but not because Duzan wasn't there, just because our mid was that much better yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see that mid with Duzan in the lineup. But let's just... Yeah, let's get real here. Like, Ronaldo scored from everywhere. Yeah, so that's anybody. different. Duzan so is not a bit different. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> difference for me was, in fact, playing with better technical players. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And again, that goes to us and the picks, the picks on the transfers, everything we're making. Who are you asking to bring in and what do they bring to this team and everything? And it's been questions that we've been asking, even when you look at Paredes, sending off Rovella, bringing in Paredes, who's had little to no impact. Do we Did we need another Paredes or did we need somebody else? So 
it's it's all these questions and whatnot and to be honest is max going to change is he going to be able to instill more faith in us to trust the process hey takes time to do that and it takes consistency next up inter derby d'italia this weekend hey he needs this one like a crackhead needs a hit okay max needs this victory okay hopefully allegedly he gets it we're gonna be here for the match day live that morning and then i'm gonna bring you the live watch along okay so make sure you guys all join me like the video subscribe to the channel if you're new here everybody i'll keep you up to date with the news uh with the daily update videos from now until the inter match day all right you guys great as always again um one game at a time okay one game at a time we've seen such contrast in performances this year it's absolutely mm-hmm. wild for you know what 12 games into syria it feels like this season has been three seasons long already for it's what we've had games. to endure and go through it's crazy it's crazy Jeez. the injury list everything the biggest bright spot and like i said even in this match no it's not good to finish third in champions league group you know no it's not good to only have three points no it's not good to lose you know five out of six none of this stuff is good but kiesa after 297 days returned he did look explosive he did look like he's going to be uh protagonist that we need that's a positive bremer's going to be back for inter di maria maybe vlaovic vlaovic may be back for inter but if we can take that one, okay, and this is it, we need a follow-up. So we had a good positive showing against Inter. It is crucial for Max Allegri to get the team list right for that Inter match and for us to show that same fight and put in a performance equal at the bare minimum to that against Inter. And then we go from there. Everybody, Luca, you're okay. Anth, great show. Um, Everybody, thank you as always. Like the video. Um, Drop a comment in it after it's done recorded. We'll talk to you on the weekend for the Derby d'Italia. As always, no matter what, fino alla fine, forza Juve, one game at a time. Ciao tutti.